Hey there, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. Talking about weight makes people uncomfortable. Focus a weight conversation on kids, and the topic tends to get even more awkward. But it's an issue that needs to be discussed. Early obesity establishes a pattern that can lead to a lifetime of weight and health challenges. Kids who carry extra pounds are just more at risk of developing chronic, life-altering medical conditions as they grow up. So today, we're going to talk about those long-term effects with Dr. Lena Alkhalid, a specialist on pediatric obesity. Dr. Alkhalid is one of the many experts at Cleveland Clinic who visit our weekly podcast to chat about important health issues. So let's take a look at the childhood obesity epidemic and, more importantly, how we can find a healthier path forward for our youngest generation. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Al-Khalid. Uh, thanks for stopping by to chat. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure being here with you guys. Thank you. So when it comes to children with obesity, uh, the trend seems pretty obvious. Uh, the CDC reports that nearly one in five children uh, now qualify as having obesity, uh, double what it was in the 1990s and four times what was seen in the 1970s. Uh, given that, is it fair to call this an epidemic? Yes, absolutely. Actually, with these numbers that we've been seeing for the past for the past few decades, pediatric obesity definitely has become this new epidemic. Unfortunately, it's actually the pediatric overweight and obesity now it affects more than thirty percent of our children. So this actually makes it the most wow. common chronic disease of childhood. So this is definitely definitely an uh, an epidemic. Well, and and there's definitely a lot to discuss here. So. Um... I think, though, a good starting point might just be defining what qualifies as having obesity. Uh, you know, where is that line? Absolutely. So I'll just try by maybe defining obesity in adult. So that will be like it'll be a little bit easier. So when we talk about obesity in pediatrics. So for adults, we all use the BMI or the body mass index, which is an absolute number that we use with certain cutoffs to define overweight, obesity, different classes of obesity, etc. And this is usually calculated based on your height and weight, and we use certain formulas to get with to to get this number. In pediatrics, we still use the BMI, so we still calculate the BMI. However, we do not use an absolute number, so we do not have a number that define obesity. However, we plot the BMI uh, value on the certain curves. We have BMI curves for males and females, and based on where that, that, that point actually lands on the curve, we can define obesity or overweight. So generally speaking, if the BMI is at the 85th, 85th percentile or more, this is considered overweight. If it's at the 95th percentile or more, this is considered obesity. And then we have like different, also different classes for class one, two, and three obesity, but that will be like more for the extended BMI curves. I know a lot of times you hear when, when, when parents maybe talk about their kids, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, they just have, they have big bones or whatever. <laughs> and I know that, you know, you hear about issues with BMI. Um, does that factor into? Whenever we evaluate kids with or children with obesity, there are actually some syndromic or monogenic causes or like genetic causes of obesity that can actually give you this big bones. So this is might be like 7%, 5-7% of all patients with obesity. 
the majority, I would say, and the majority of our patients, I would call them as just exogenous obesity, increase in weight. Uh, that's with no, with no specific genetic problem. But generally, whenever we evaluate these kids, we want to make sure that this is actually not, not something going on. So there's no genetic cause of their weight gain. There's no hormonal cause of their weight gain. You know, as you mentioned, there are a lot of factors that go into um, you know, leading to obesity. Um, and given that this trend started a long time ago, um, why is it happening? Like, why are we seeing just weight tick up in, uh, in children? So for the longest time, we used to think of obesity as something related to food intake and exercise. So it always asks you to eat less and move more. There was a lot of blaming. There was a lot of shaming for weight gain. Uh, we would always attribute the weight gain to lack of willpower, per se. However, actually what we've learned uh, over the few, past few decades or so, obesity is actually a very complex disease. It's a complex chronic disease. And what I mean by complex, there are so many factors leading to why certain people gain weight compared to other people. So if we're starting, actually, your risk for developing weight gain or developing obesity later on actually starts in the womb before even you were born. So just having a family history of obesity, so genetics, that would increase your risk of obesity later on in the future. And it's actually not just the genetics, not just your built up in DNA. It's actually, there are even more complicated factors, things we call like epigenetics. So you can have the same DNA, so that same genes, but the way you actually, your genes manifest itself, it's kind of different just based on the environment that you live in. So if the environment that you live in promotes obesity, like there's a lot of junk food, there's a lot of, like, there's lack of activity, et cetera, that would actually increase your risk of obesity. It's known now that babies who are born premature or like the babies who are very low birth weight. So like they're very small when they're born. And usually these kids are, they're undernourished, I would say, in the womb. And when they come here outside, we try to overfeed them so they can catch up. Uh, and usually with this process, we're increasing their risk of obesity later on. Uh, there is a lot of hypothesis about actually using antibiotics in, in children and like mainly like how many times you use antibiotics. If you use more stronger antibiotics, actually that can cause weight gain. A lot of hypothesis about possibly tonsillectomy, just actually having your tonsils removed can increase your risk of obesity in childhood. And I will say that we all have this healthy bacteria in our gut and it kind of usually helps us absorb nutrients. Uh, and it's found actually that patients who have certain type of this bacteria have a higher risk of weight gain uh, compared to other people. And now nowadays we're eating a lot of processed food and this processed food actually has altered our own bacteria and our own healthy bacteria. And actually this also change, has changed the way we are metabolizing the food and has increased our risk of developing weight gain. Parents actually, as, as role models, if we're using food as rewards, uh, we're introducing food or like, a, I would say the solid food early on, maybe this high, high protein that we're giving the babies at a very, very young age, sometimes can play a role, uh, not sleeping well overnight. So not having an, a good sleep hygiene that actually increases risk of childhood obesity. Uh, I can go on and on for 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 days about this, but basically, it, it's a lot. It's a lot, and actually, that's what I like people to know. And our patients, I like to discuss with my patients. This is a very important point that 
because of all of these factors, because of, because of this complex disease, that even the environment actually can play a role uh, in a, like being exposed to certain viruses, chemicals, air pollutions. But all of these factors would play a role in you in some people developing obesity. So this is why we 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 say this is a complex disease. This is not a lack of willpower. This is not just something to be blamed or shamed for. It's it's such a different thing because you're right. I think for a long time people just just assumed it was you're eating too much and not exercising enough, and and it does seem far far more uh, complex than that. And uh, I can see why it's very interesting on your end to try to look at why somebody is in is in a certain spot. Uh, so, Doctor Alkalid, uh, what kind of health issues do you typically see in children uh, that have obesity? There are many of them, many of these issues. And I would say mainly I would start about with this main health issue that unfortunately a lot of times actually it gets overlooked by physicians and providers, which is the psychosocial aspect of it. And I would say that it was found that kids and children with obesity actually have a very poor quality of life. It's even poorer than kids with cancer. So it has a very negative impact on their uh, mental health. There's a higher risk of depression in these kids that even carries over actually at, into their adulthood. Uh, so this is always something that we have to be very mindful uh, of when we're discussing this very sensitive topic with these, uh, with these patients. Um, in addition to that, we have definitely with increased weight, there's an increased risk of developing different aspect, aspects of the metabolic syndrome. So like having higher risk of diabetes, higher blood pressure, uh, issues with cholesterol, uh, even actually with these kids who are growing, this extra weight uh, on the joints actually can affect, their, can affect their joints and they can have issues with their, with their joints as well. Uh, there's a higher risk of having just acid reflux. There's a higher risk of developing even actually increased pressure in the brain that was actually that can happen, and in certain cases, what we call like a, it's a, it's a condition called pseudotumor cerebri, but it's actually a very serious condition that's mainly related. That's a lot of times actually just related to increased weight gain and obesity. Uh, so, and the list goes on and on. And then looking ahead, um, with children with obesity as they become adults, um, I'm guessing a lot of those health issues tied to weight. Uh, kind of follow them and, and and may actually get worse? Absolutely. Yes. So a lot of these health uh, health issues, as I said, they actually carry over into adulthood. As I said, depression actually can worsen even in adulthood. Diabetes that can actually become more more uh, more severe to manage even in adulthood. Uh, high blood pressure, the, all of these complications, absolutely sleep apnea, which I did not mention, also a big one uh, that can, can can happen and also continues in adulthood. So the majority of these complications, if we're not managing obesity, that will actually carry over into adulthood. And in the same token, I would actually say that children with obesity who attain a normal weight prior to adulthood, usually they have outcomes similar to those adults who never suffered from obesity. And this is kind of also very important to let us know that we have to be maybe a little bit more aggressive in managing obesity in childhood. So we're preventing these complications in the future. How much of future um, heart disease cases um, can get traced back to obesity uh, during childhood? So a lot of these, so like the heart diseases by itself, there's actually 
it's, I would say it's related to so many factors. So you're developing diabetes along with obesity. That's very closely linked to obesity, developing high blood pressure, developing issues with your cholesterol. And all of these factors also tied together, these actually would lead to increased risk of heart diseases in the future. So I would say it's very closely linked, but also through developing the maybe multiple steps of having uh, other complications as well. Well, because as we've always seen with healthcare, nothing is just uh, one thing leads to another. There's there's, <laughs> there's always complications around it and, and, and variables. All of these potential long-term issues, um, I, they, they definitely are not something um, that, that you want for, for, for your child. So um, here's the big question. Can we reverse this trend and, and start bringing obesity numbers down? What can we do? Absolutely. So... This is a good question. And actually, I will say we have to start now. We have to start very soon and we have to be aggressive. And but generally speaking, because this is more of a generational problem and this happened over generations, just like knowing about genetics and epigenetics, we might need we might need actually a few generations until we reverse this. So this is might take a longer time. Whenever I'm managing obesity. I'm trying to talk to my patients. Uh, I We talk definitely about lifestyle. So we, there are a lot of things that we have to optimize and make sure that's, uh, that we're taken care of. Screen time that's less than two hours per day. Stopping or discontinuing all the sugary beverages, so no juices at all. This actually has been proven that will decrease your risk of obesity and actually causes weight loss in pediatrics. Uh, sleep hygiene, so sleeping good amount of time overnight. And having like kids staying up all night, sleeping in all day long, this is actually not healthy and not helpful also for their uh, weight, uh, for weight maintenance and weight loss. Uh, trying to eat the least amount of processed food. Uh, I know this is very hard and challenging in this day and age because almost everything's processed at this point. So what I would tell my patients, try to do the least processed versus ultra processed. So if you can't really tell what are the ingredients in the food that you're eating, maybe this is too processed. It's ultra processed. Also just having parents as role models. So like if we can all exercise together, we're all eating healthier together. This definitely helps actually with, with the weight management. You know, how would you recommend that parents address uh, talking to their children uh, about having obesity or, or having overweight um, to kind of avoid those feelings of, of fat shaming that, that you were talking about earlier? Absolutely. So this is actually such a such a it's a very sensitive topic, and uh, a lot of times we actually do a lot of harm without unknowingly, and it's just based on the and the language that we are using with the kids. So I'll try. I usually would recommend to address that from a health standpoint. That this is not something that we have to blame the kids for. So this is maybe the first thing we're not blaming. We're not shaming. We know that this is. A chronic condition, it's a chronic disease. It's the same way you manage diabetes or high blood pressure. It's one of these diseases, when one of these chronic diseases. So we have to address that from a health standpoint, that we are trying to be more healthy. We're trying actually just to implement healthier stuff so you feel you feel like more energized. You do actually have a better sleep, prevent the future complications, which is like make sure that they're, they're not developing any heart diseases in the future, as you said, or like diabetes or ex like or other other uh, chronic conditions. So I would I would usually like to address it from a health standpoint, not just the weight number standpoint. Uh, and 
uh, at least I, I would say that Viva Clinic were actually blessed to have a lot of our uh, psychologists uh, who are also uh, specialized in, in obesity. So, because we can actually have a lot of kids, they develop obesity with eating disorders. So you can have eating disorders, you can actually have body dysmorphia with obesity. So during my my evaluation for these patients, I always try whenever I actually hear that maybe there's some concern about eating disorder or like maybe something else going on, uh, I would always like try to have uh, one of our colleagues just also talk to these patients and assess them just to help them kind of reshape or like change the way we're thinking about weight gain. So there's no blaming or shaming. It's a very sensitive issue for people and it, and it is a tough it's a tough topic for, for adults, and I'd imagine it can be even tougher for, uh, for, for children. Yes, and uh, that's actually not just at home, it's actually at school. And I can tell you kids can be very mean. So I hear a lot of stories about other kids bullying, teasing, physical fights just because of the weight, which is unfortunate. So I feel like this is something we have to be very mindful of, even like just letting, uh, talking to teachers, principals just at school that this these kids actually even they can hear comments from other other kids and unfortunately some of these comments are really really mean so it's 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 something that needs that needs to be addressed in so many levels so so dr alkali you mentioned a, a bunch of, of of kind of actionable tips that that people could do to 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 help with this and you know stuff like uh making sure you get enough sleep um getting a little more act, exercise or activity um watching what you eat, eating more, uh, you said natural foods as opposed to, to the processed ones. If you do a lot of these things, can you undo the damage that, that maybe was caused by, by having some, some extra weight and maybe avoid those negative health issues uh, during childhood and later in life? Yes, absolutely. So as I said before, being aggressive and trying to address these issue early on a lot of these kids with obesity who were able to attain this normal weight prior to adulthood usually they have a, a similar outcomes to adults who never suffered from obesity so basically we are able to reverse or at least halt this the progression of these diseases and and i would say it's because we now actually believe or actually we understand that this is a complex disease a lot of times, maybe this is something I would like to to uh, share here, uh, is that it's life, lifestyle can help a little bit. But a lot of times, if I see that the patients are still not 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 responding, and I know because because you know that there are so many factors causing this weight gain, there are so many medications that are approved to manage childhood obesity. And there's actually now approved for ages 12 and above, uh, which is going to be like a different topic. But basically, uh, I would say using medications for obese for management of obesity also would be something very helpful and beneficial uh, in reversing these side effects or like halting the progression of these uh, complications of obesity later on. Uh, these medications usually a lifelong treatment, so this is what I like to make make sure that my patients are aware of. Um, and the reason for that, for the, for the use of medications in these uh, um, these in this population, all of these factors that I actually just mentioned, they change our our hunger and fullness hormone, the balance between the hunger and the fullness hormone. So children with obesity have maybe higher amount of the hunger hormone, less amount of the fullness hormone 
or maybe they're more resistant to the performance hormone, I would say. But basically, these medications cannot reverse or cannot restore the balance of the hunger and the fullness hormone. So this is something also I would offer to my patients who actually I feel like they're qualified and they've tried a lot of lifestyle changes and they're just kind of hitting um, look at that end. If parents are worried about uh, their, their child's weight, um, how do you recommend that they approach that with, with their child's pediatrician? You know, how, how do you start that discussion? So it's generally, it's the reverse. So usually I see these patients after being seen by their pediatricians. So the pediatrician usually is the one who would refer, who would refer these patients to me. So I would say like maybe I'm the, the second step. Uh, however, I would like maybe like for all, all physicians, all pediatricians, pediatricians, just try, just try to keep in mind when assessing these patients, again, know that this is a complex disease. A lot of, a lot of these factors are not where we cannot really control when we're managing obesity. So try to be more mindful and sensitive when discussing these, uh, this disease. A lot of parents feel a lot of guilt because if you, they feel they, they failed their children, they cannot make them lose this weight. Uh, so try just to explain this to, to parents and to, to the patients. So there's no sense of guilt or shaming um, when, we, when we're discussing this disease. And just let them then know that we have now options for management of obesity. We have very effective uh, options to manage obesity. And uh, this is a chronic condition that needs chronic treatment. So I like to make sure that parents or patients do not get discouraged. It's a journey and we're here to help them and support them. We've covered a lot of information here today, uh, Dr. Al-Khalid. Uh, so before we say our goodbyes, uh, is there anything else uh, you'd like to add regarding uh, obesity and children? I think like I said this multiple times, and I would say it one last time, as I said uh, one more time again, uh, please think of it as a disease. Think of it as treat it the way you treat other diseases, thyroid issues, the way you treat high blood pressure or cholesterol. And I think like we're not, we should not withhold medications uh, if patients are not following lifestyle. It's, it's again, this is a chronic disease. And just keep in mind that this kid's quality of life is so poor. Just be, be mindful of this and try to address this because this is really, this is, this is, I would say this the most significant thing that I really uh, deal with on a daily basis with these with these kids. I, I think that makes the point perfectly, Dr. Alkhalid. So uh, thank you very much for taking some time with us today. And I look forward to having you back on the podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. There's no question that childhood obesity is a major health concern and reversing this trend won't be easy. It will require lifestyle changes, tough choices, and a significant commitment. It's worth the effort though. Consider an investment in a child growing up to live a long and healthy life. If you like what you heard today, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment to share your thoughts. Till next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.